When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Price of Football, the show that looks at the money behind the beautiful game with me, Kevin Day, and Liverpool University's Kieran Maguire. Kieran, we are the gift that keeps on giving because we have another extra pod this week, an interview pod. Uh, before we do that, let's just check how you are. Even though I only spoke to you five minutes ago at the end of the interviews, you're still all right. You're still, you're not snowed in yet. Not yet. It's uh, the, the, the cars are starting to back up, and uh, yes, people people are starting to look slightly panicky up here. Yes, I, I understand the vineyard has had a few snowflakes as well down in Sussex. It has. Yeah, about half of Sussex has gone down with power cuts. Um, very disturbing. Well, last week, Kieran, you may recall, as I'm sure our listeners will, we had a question about a new fan, and we found it interesting enough uh, that we decided to investigate more. So we spoke to George Pavlou, one of the founders of New Fan, who were claiming to be spearheading a football revolution, if you like, by giving fans a chance to own their own club and be a member of the board through the New Fan platform. And this is what George had to say. George, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about New Fan. How does it work? Hi, yeah, uh, I'm George. I have uh, worked in journalism and then social media for a long time. I've uh, been a football fan my whole life, ever since I could stand up, uh, played to a decent level. And, and obviously, as I've got older and, and got a bit rounder, let's say, um, <laughs> stopped playing, stopped playing as, as aggressively anyway. Um but yeah, uh, obviously been watching football for, for my whole life and, and um, I'm, I'm for my sins, I'm a Tottenham fan. Um, let's not talk about last night or the past week. Um, but yeah, me, me, me and my friend, we, we've always been, um, me and one of my friends, we, we've always been massive football fans, massive grassroots football fans. Um, we've just never really like put much, too much thought into it. So a few years ago, I don't know whether you saw it, but there was, um, well, you probably have actually, but um, Owner FC. Yep. Um, which was a great big scam. Um, and uh, yep. me and my friend Liam, we got uh, we got done by it. But ever since then, we were talking about it and we were basically saying, this is a great idea. It was just obviously run by somebody who had, uh, you know, didn't want to actually run a football club. He just wanted some cash and to run away. Um so we talked about it loads and loads and loads. This was, you know, this was a number of years ago. Um, and we, we, we carried on talking about it. And eventually we just got to a point where we said, if we actually did this, but we did it right and did it with the right intentions, then this is something that could work. And the only way to find out if it could work is to actually just do it. Um, so it was about this time last year, actually, and he dropped me a message and he just said, look, I'm, I'm thinking about this. Do you want to just do it? Um, a couple of other friends were on board as well. Um, John, Jono and um, Scott as well. 
they were super on board with it. So we, we sort of just got together and we had a chat about it, about how it would work, about how Owner FC work, yeah. about what the pitfalls of Owner FC were, why it fell down. So we basically just went through all of the issues with it. And we sort of said, you know, at the time, you know, Owner FC was looking to um, buy a club in the league. And we sort of said, well, if you run a football club in the league, it costs a ridiculous amount of money, which most people don't have, or the ordinary football fan doesn't have. So that's immediately where you've gone wrong. Um, the voting model didn't work. This idea that there was going to be the app that everything was done through didn't work because, you know, there were just a number of things that we sort of said didn't work. So we said, right, what's the opposite of those things? And we worked out NewFan. And what NewFan essentially is, is it's a um, subscription service and there's two uh, tiers to that. There's a silver uh, tier and a gold tier. Yeah. Um, both affordable. We, we deliberately priced it at a point that wasn't um, beyond what you'd pay for Spotify or, you know, Netflix or something like that. Um, and then obviously we've got the silver option, which is a much sort of cheaper option, which again, we sort of opened as a, so that it was accessible. We didn't want it to be inaccessible. Again, Owner FC was inaccessible and that yeah. was a problem. Um, so then on top of that, we've got um, a Discord server. So once you've sort of signed up, you get given a code, which gives you access to a private Discord server. Um, and on the Discord is where we run the football club. And we've got a number of different welcome channels, information channels, chat channels, um, smaller team channels. So we've obviously broken out into different teams and stuff um, that, that help run the club um, and push the project forward. Um, and so, yeah, essentially the, the idea of new fan is that as a grassroots football fan, you can uh, buy into a club um, own a part of that club um, and, 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 put your time and effort into developing it and the the major difference between that and any other grassroots football club is that um you're paying into it so you want it to be successful whereas maybe and you know we've spoken to so many people um across grassroots football and the time and effort that people put in is absolutely incredible like genuinely astounding the time people put in um and we basically said like these people are nose above water do you know what i mean um so how do we create a model that can actually support that yeah um and that's sort of where new fan and how it began yeah i'm gonna uh, pass over the fact you're a tottenham fan george (laughs) particularly as i know you're from croydon but we'll we'll leave that for another podcast you you mentioned owner fc and i think it's interesting the 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 way we got to find out about new fan is that we had several uh, questions from our listeners um basically asking us whether uh, Newfound was legit because, as you can understand, uh, people were looking at it and, and thinking, is this a new owner FC? Um, and clearly one of the reasons we wanted to get in touch with you because when we spoke about it on the pod, we weren't, we weren't sure ourselves, which is why we wanted to talk to you and get the inside information. Um, and you talk about grassroots football. I mean, you've gone for the, the grassiest of roots, <laughs> essentially. I think you're at the 14th level, aren't you? Of, of English we are, football. just below the pyramid, yeah. Yeah, so why did why did you choose then AFC crew? So uh, it's, it's a bit of a long story, but um, essentially, like we said, everything is voted on by the community. So we had, I think at the time, we had maybe three or 400 members. Oh, um, sorry, so, sorry, can I just clarify that? So you had the members before you chose the club? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see, okay, that's right, okay. We, we essentially put the project out there 
and then people were like that sounds interesting right um, okay so we had a number of members before we even got to a club um so, so the way crew came about afc crew came about was that um we spoke to i, I think it was definitely in the hundreds of clubs right and firing out emails you know the, the, this was the members of the community that were fully bought in and this was obviously us as founders you know we were we were throwing out emails all over the place to, to sort of get in touch with these clubs uh explain the project and see if they were interested about um, being part of it or, or being the, the the flagship club um and we approached a club called uh Pershaw town um who are in step four or five i think it is um in the in the in the national leagues as it were and then um, we got to a really good agreement with the chairman um he was super keen he loved the idea all of it um we even went down for a game um which was amazing you know we had about i think there was 50 or so people from from the community that made their way to Pershaw and this is from all over the uk you know yeah. Um, that got there and, and watched a game on a Friday night. It was a preseason friendly. It was great, you know. Um, but the problem was was that <laughs> the chairman hadn't communicated exactly what Newfam was to the existing committee. Right. Um, so we were super excited about, you know, we're going to get this club and it's going to be this, you know, it's already got an established ground and a fantastic coach. The coach there was incredible. The director of football, the chairman, all of it. The setup was amazing. So we were super excited at the pace at which everything had moved. The problem was, was like I said, that the, the existing committee didn't understand fully what Newfound was, what was happening, you know, et cetera. So, so it sort of fell away a little bit. So the journey to AFC crew happened was that we essentially put a number of, we had a long, long debate about it in, in the Discord with, with all the members that were in there. And it, it came to a conclusion that actually people, what people wanted was a club as far down as possible that we as a community could shape right. and grow. Yeah. Um so, for example, and, and I know that, you know, we'll probably talk about it later, but the voting system, for example, yes. you know, one of the things yeah, we that we will constantly push towards people is, you know, that this is completely transparent and the winning vote wins. If your vote doesn't, if, if what you voted for doesn't win, then so be it. You know, you just got to take it on the chin and we're going to push the club forward. Mm. Um, so, for example, you know, I, I can be completely honest. I wasn't desperately keen on Pershaw Town. I think from the outset, I, I had want, personally had wanted a club much lower down that we could shape. Um, you know, I, I, we had disagreements as the guys that started Newfound. We had disagreements about it as well. But, you know, like we said, it's all about the voting. It's about the community. It's not about us. Um, and, yeah, so eventually we, we, we got to AFC Crew. We knew they, they were in the crew, crew and District League, which is below the pyramid. We'd need to do a hell of a lot of work to, to get them up into the pyramid, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but that's, that's the team that won the vote. It was because of the rail links, because everybody said it would be nice and okay. nice and easy to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, well, did, I'm fascinated by this decision-making process. When, when the decision to uh, take AFC crew on was, was, was made, was there then a decision made uh, about a target for where the club will hopefully be in terms of on-pitch success? Or was it more important that the club becomes a kind of beacon for this for this model, a model that you could perhaps spread to other clubs? No, the, the, the first thing was laying the foundations of a successful club. Right, okay. Right? So we needed FA affiliation. We needed um, 
to think about a home ground, you know, somewhere that was going to be ours or that we could share with somebody, you know, we needed um, strong foundations and we were quite clear with that, with the whole community that obviously with a, going for a club that wasn't established, it's a, I think it's only been a club for what, two years now, it's its second season. And going for a club like that would mean that there was a lot of groundwork that we'd need to put in before we could start thinking about, um, you know, the more exciting things like promotions and cup yeah. runs and, 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 you know, things like that. Um, but, but one of the things that we did was we, we thought about obviously what we need to keep the community engaged, right. And the, and the community want to be engaged. They're not there. They're not paying in if they don't want to be engaged with the project. Um, so the important thing for us was to make sure that people were engaged. So there was a ton of things that we were looking at initially that were like sort of, perhaps you'd call them the frills, right? You know, uh, kit designs, badge designs, um, things like yeah, that. But we were sexy stuff. Some, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. getting some amazing, honestly, the, the talent in the community is crazy. Um, there's there's a, there's an 18-year-old in there who's just, honestly, one of the most creative people I've ever spoken to. He's wow. phenomenal. He, he designed a kit that, honestly, would put, Nike and Adidas and everyone else to shame. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, that, that was sort of the, the initial thing was we've got to set this up right. The, the last thing we want is to not set it up right. And then in a year or two years, it goes down the pan because actually, oh, we didn't get the, the FA affiliation. Oh, we didn't, we didn't set up a proper home ground. Or, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. We have to be super careful with that sort of thing. And, and you're... This this model of patience, if you like, this is something you are upfront with people about. You're, you're saying, don't expect an AFC Wimbledon. This could be a project that you're involved with for for years. Got, yeah, we've got people in the Discord talking about where we're going to be in five years and ten years and stuff like that. You know, like I think people are aware, especially the people that are super engaged in the Discord. Um, they're the one. You know, they're often coming up with ideas, and we're sort of having to almost temper them a little bit and be like, this is an amazing idea but we're probably three or four years away from being able to do that. Right. Um, which is great though, because it shows that people are committed and, and the, the enthusiasm there. It, it's just a case of actually, we need to build this properly so that there is a club in five years time. You yeah. know? I really want to understand, George, how it works in, in practice, because there are only three of us running this pod. <laughs> and that, that's difficult enough sometimes, yeah. let alone a club... Where you've got, I think it's over thirteen hundred current yeah, yeah, members tra- trying to make decisions. So, are are you? Are the four of you? Are there, I know there are four of you that that started New Fan. Are you distilling? Are you are you going to those thirteen hundred people saying right? These are the five options, or are you asking the thirteen hundred to give you the options that you then send back to them to vote on? So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a strange dynamic, but essentially what you've got is you've got um like any club that's fa affiliated we got our affiliation um a few weeks ago so oh, really brilliant. Happy Congrats- that. Yeah. congratulations um we as any club you know you need a club secretary you need chairman you need you know there's welfare and safeguarding you need all of that um so we're sort of transferring that over to the discord as well so we've got a welfare and safeguarding team we've got um, a community management team we've got um social media teams we've got a community engagement team so that's like local community like the crew community yeah um we've got uh i'm trying to think of some of the other ones we've got tons of ground development team so how we develop the team we've got a women's football team we've got um tons and tons of different channels that people can communicate in 
one of the things that we've got, we've got um, an ideas and proposals channel. So people yeah. can go in there and put their ideas out and people can discuss them, how they're going to work, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've got um, the, the new fan chat channel, which is where people do most of the talking. You know, sometimes it's just having a laugh, you know, about Tottenham last night, for example. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I wasn't laughing very much. But yeah, of course. Well, that's the, that's the, nature, that's the nature of football fans. We yeah. If we can't um, win, if we can't win anything, then we can take success from the fact that you can't exactly, win anything. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. Um, yeah. And then we've also got a vote debate channel. So, right. um, oh, and also there's an announcement channel. So things go in the announcement channel, which is this is what is being thought about by the social media team or being thought about by the chairman or being thought about by this these people here's your full context here's the potential costs here's the you know we give it a full announcement of what it is and why we're thinking about it and why it's the next step for the club and blah 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 we then essentially just tell everybody debate this in the vote debate channel so right. what you end up with is you know hundreds of comments a day people talking about it and saying oh this could be a pitfall this could be something else we could do this is an add-on this is a problem this is a you know it, it's really good debate in there um and then we we essentially part of that debate is people discussing what voting options should be as well it's right. something that we actively encourage the community to do um then what happens is it goes back to sort of like the the, the team leadership as it were so whether that's the social media team leaders the community management leaders um or the chairman themselves they'll sort of make a decision on, right, this is what the vote has got to be structured like based on the last 48 hours of debate. Um, and then we then we put the vote to, to the team. But then one of the things, you know, in early days, for example, we'd put maybe like three or four options and they were definite options. Right. And there wasn't an option for like, I don't want any of these. Oh, okay. I um, see. So even that, that was something that was fed back by the community. And so now we make sure that that option's in there as well. So that people, if they just disagree with everything, they can go, I don't agree with this. Right. I, I, it kind of relies, George, doesn't it, on attracting um, responsible, for want of a better word, people, rather than people that are there just to cause mischief and disagree with with everything. But are, are there any decisions that are not taken by the community? I, I assume on-pitch stuff is left entirely yeah. to, to the manager. But are there any decisions that the community are not involved in? Very rarely. Right. Um, essentially any decision that is spending uh, money because ultimately it's the community's money any decision where the community's money is being spent is taken to the community Yeah, it is very rare that we wouldn't do that um, in fact it's good timing on this podcast because we had one of those this week, we've got a big semi-final on Saturday our VO is in for repair and um, it was £100 to rent one. For you're, sorry, you're what's in, in for repair? Our, our, our VO. It, it records the games and follows the ball. So that oh, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. So you can person. stream it to the community and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, um, a, young, that's a young person's concept, George. I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, that one, for example, this week, that was one that we. it was a really tight turnaround. It was £100, um, which... You know, let's say even when we announced it, you know, we've we've had a load of people basically say no, it was the right decision, and you know, we, we want to be able to watch the game, so that was definitely the right call to make. You know, so there are some decisions that might be time sensitive, where the chairman will just take it upon themselves to make the decision, um, right. but it's super rare, and and we from the very start of this, the the the, the word that has been used probably the most is transparency. 
Yeah. We have to be super transparent with everything that we're doing, um, both as new fan and as AFC crew. And if you're, if you're part of that community management and part of that leadership team within the club and within the Discord, transparency is like the most important thing. Yeah. You've, and, I mean, talking of camera, you've got people watching your games all over the world now, haven't you? We do, yeah. We've got a we've got a US contingent. We've got a Norwegian contingent. We've wow. got a few members from Australia. Um, we've had a few come through from um, Southeast Asia recently. Um, uh, quite a few in Scandinavia. Actually, we've got a few Danish uh, members as well. Um, it's really exciting. You know, one of the first things that we voted on was was whether to get to buy the VO. The, the, the camera for, for yeah. the live streaming and everybody said yeah it's integral to the project we, we have to be able to show people the team that they're investing in and 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 that's been a that's been a real success i'm going to bring uh, kieran in off the back of my next question to you george but what proportion of your income will eventually come from owner subscriptions um we're currently at about 90 percent of the income um the idea, obviously, further down the line is with our social media presence, um, with our live streaming, with all the sort of different media that we can that we can use, um, an advertising space and stuff like that. We'll sort of try and bring that down because ultimately we want the community to own it, but we don't want the community, you know, as we hopefully rise up the leagues, we don't want essentially to have to rely needing more and more and more and more members because as we know the costs of running a club the higher you go just go up and up and up and up and although we don't want to you know we'll never lose that sense of community but we do need to sort of think about other revenue streams we've actually got a revenue team that's their whole job to go and find ways to bring income into the club that isn't subscription money This episode of The Price of Football is brought to you by Manscaped. Winter may be clinging on, but our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have the best tools for some spring cleaning in your pants. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the flowers. So if you want your bulbs to look their best this spring, join the other 8 million men who trust Manscaped. And that's because Manscaped are here to change the way all of us take care of ourselves down there with the performance package 4.0. Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0, just the needed stuff for a spring clean. And that's a trimmer, which is both waterproof and equipped with an LED light. They also have a weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, a crop preserver to deodorize your balls, and a Crop Reviver toner. And if you buy now, you'll receive two free gifts. They're very comfy performance boxer briefs and their stylish shed travel bag to hold your goodies. So you get 20% off and free shipping with the code PRICEOFFOOTBALL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PRICEOFFOOTBALL. Your little fellas will thank you. Hi, 
I'm Steve Lamack and every week I'm joined by Music Allies Head of Insights Stuart Dredge on The Price of Music, the weekly podcast all about the money behind the music industry. In each episode we discuss the very latest goings on in the music business and dig into the finances behind the big stories. So whether you're a music lover who just wants to know more about what really goes on in the industry, or you're an aspiring musician, manager or label owner who wants some inside knowledge on how Spotify's financial model really works, or what the future holds for independent live music venues, this is a show for you. Subscribe to The Price of Music in your podcast app now. See you soon. Kieran, we know you're a bugger for transparency. You know, we know how important you think that is, and quite rightly so. And we have discussed this sort of issue before because we're big fans of fan-owned clubs. But how far up the league does this model become sustainable, Kieran? Or when does it stop becoming sustainable? Well, I think if we take a look at what we have in professional football, and I appreciate there's a big gap yet. I think there's a natural ceiling when you get to League One because right. the clubs like there, uh, most are losing money. But if you get to the championship, the average losses there are £500,000 a week. So yeah. it, it ain't going to be sustainable there unless you try to do a Rotherham, and which is get promoted, take the money from the, the championship. And if you if you finish above the bottom three or four, then then that's counted as a great season. So I think there, there is a natural ceiling, but there's, there's no reason why by thinking outside the box and you know, this idea is, is, is fascinating. I'm, I'm not sure how scalable it is, but it, the important thing is that George and his team are first and, and therefore you don't have to worry about scaling it in, in respect of setting it up in other clubs, unless people in, in other countries want to repeat that. Um, it's, it, it's, it sounds fun. And, uh, the the contributions and my concern in terms of transparency is that in an ideal world I and I don't know whether George can respond to this but uh, you know are you putting out monthly or quarterly summaries of the finances just to to evidence to the members this is where your money has come from this is how much money this is how it's being spent and so on I know that that's what they've yeah. done at, uh, at Berry AFC and so on we just had. Um... To that point, we just had um, uh, a new member join who um, is an accountant and he was like, I'm more than happy to run the books for you and produce Great. a report every month. Um, so what he does is he's got access, obviously, to the AFC crew bank account um, and he produces an income and expenses report every month, um, which is fantastic because that was one of the areas that we were a little bit concerned about and and mm. you know again in all transparency none of us founding members had a great deal of experience there so having someone from the community just come in and go hey guys this is my experience this is what i want to do you know you're happy for me to to do that and we, we obviously spoke to him and and put it to the put it to the board is is this something that you guys want to see and everybody said yeah of course you know that like exactly as you said kieran that's our money so we want to know what's being spent um and, and what it's being spent on um so having that report is really really useful um and the board have been super happy with it do you have in your mind's eye a point at which you go semi-pro or where you would if or do you, could you ever see the position in which you become a fully professional football team <laughs> 
Uh, do you want to ask me again that in five years' time? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, uh, we, we, um, our main goal at the moment is to get into the pyramid. We're not even in the pyramid. So it's, yeah. it's not, you know, it's something that we've got an eye on. What are those costs as we rise up? But we've got decent contacts within grassroots football now, having had as many phone calls and emails and whatever else we've had. Um, so I think, you know, let's say we didn't grow any more members for the next five years. The income, our current expenses and the income that we get, we'd probably be able to sustain ourselves for another three, four, possibly five years. Let's say we got, you know, three or four promotions in that time and we were in the pyramid, let's, let's say. Yeah. Um, at that point, yes, that's where, you know, there's going to have to be more discussions around income subscriber numbers advertising you know other revenue streams etc um so so we do have an eye on it as a leadership team but ultimately we've only had the club you know nine months or whatever it is um there's so much foundation laying still to do um so we're conscious of what the future costs are going to be um but we're not we need to sort of focus on the here and now and, and what the, the next steps are to get us onto that ladder where costs become a much more, um, uh, I don't want to say important because it's all important, but, you know, a, a more, maybe more front of mind, let's say. Yeah, I mean, George, you say you're not in the pyramid, but is it true you've got an international goalkeeper? <laughs> yeah, so this story is so annoying because oh, basically, <laughs> no, 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 we got him. So basically, uh, Liam, who is one of the founders of NewFan, he um, runs an Instagram account called Footy Manager Memes, right. where he he plays Football Manager. Um, it turns out that this goalkeeper, Chris Mufumbi, um, is a massive Football Manager player, and he's yeah. been following that account for ages. So we did a marketing push across some of the social channels that we've got good connections with and stuff. And he saw it and he loved it. And he said, he literally DM'd and went, I want to come and play for you. You know, <laughs> um, and we were like, this is incredible. We've got, you know, an international goalkeeper who wants to come and play for us. He used to play for Blackpool, I think for a little while right. um, playing in Luxembourg at the moment, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we registered him with the FA. We, um, or we registered him with the league, with the FA. We uh, got had to get permission from the Luxembourg FA as well um, to, to get him dual registered. <laughs> um, we got it all sorted out and he was going to come over in their off season, which is um, December. But obviously because of the bad weather in December, all of our games got called off. Oh, sugar. Right. <laughs> we couldn't get him down to play, but we messaged him. We said like, you know, you're still up for it, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, as soon as, as, soon as I can, I will. But obviously he's contracted in in Luxembourg so we were like look as soon as you can it'd be great to get you down and play a few games and stuff and it was just funny because like all the playing staff and the coaching staff were like yeah well up for it that'd be, that'd be amazing you know um so we had these sort of like moments of where it goes absolutely crazy and it spirals almost out of control you know um but it's good that's yeah as I was gonna say it's part of the fun I want to uh, talk a little bit more George about the the two options, uh, the silver and gold. Um, yeah. We, I, I'm afraid Kieran and I were slightly flippant when we discussed this on the pod last <laughs> week because basically uh, we decided that for the gold option, you got a, a frame 
for your certificate, which which you could put in the toilet. But there's there's much more involved in that. But in in particular, what intrigues me is the fact that you you I think is it eight pound fifty for the gold option as opposed to three pounds eight ninety nine and eight ninety nine. Yeah. Right. But for the one of the things you get for the gold option is that your vote counts double. Now that seems to me potential for being a little bit awkward, doesn't it? That some people who can afford a little bit more than others. There's, uh, get yeah. twice the vote, or is it just that they're more committed than others? This is um, this is quite a big topic right. um, for us, both as as founders of Newfound and the concept, as well as obviously the community itself. The reason we've got the two tiers is, like I said earlier, we don't want it to be inaccessible at eight ninety nine. So there yeah. has to be an entry option of three ninety nine. The things that we found since then is that we've the the data shows that the double vote for gold members hasn't actually swayed the outcome. Oh, okay. If the gold members, if the gold members didn't have a double vote, the winning option probably still would have won. I think maybe there's there's maybe a handful of votes, probably less, where that's happened. Well, that's interesting. How many people have taken up the gold option? Are you able to? Uh, tell we're us that? currently at forty five percent silver and fifty five percent gold. Oh wow, that's interesting. So, and it still hasn't affected the vote. That's a, that's no. It, this is what we this is what we were pretty surprised about as well. Is that actually because of I think because of that twenty four forty eight hour debate period, you, you you do get some really good debate in there, and you do get people going, "Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way." Right. And so, I think by making sure that we have that debate period, we you know we sort of mitigate, and, and generally the community is sort of together, which is quite nice you know um and again one of the things that we were you know sometimes it does get a bit heated in there people are very passionate like we said it's they're paying into this thing so you know they are passionate about how it what happens and you know sometimes you know as leaders we do have to sort of step in and go guys 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 remember we're one community this is yeah, just a debate yeah. and you know let's keep the discussion moving rather than it getting a bit tetchy you know sometimes which which has happened and it's bound to happen with the, the concept that we've got um, but 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 the other thing as well, and this was relatively early days, but we had so many people messaging going, I want to give more. I want to give more, but what okay. do I get for more? Right. And this was something that we debated as as founders like quite a lot because there's one sense where it's like, yeah, we need to we need to pocket that cash for the club so that, you know, later down the line we've got reserves to fall on, depending on how we, you know, um develop as a club and move up the pyramid and stuff like that but the flip side of that was that we were going the, the problem is is that you build a you build a hierarchy yeah. yeah and that the whole point of the project is that the community owns the club as soon as you build a hierarchy you kind of go against the whole concept so we, we were quite reluctant to allow that to happen and we kind of said no We've got these two tiers and silver is very much uh, an accessible entry point. And a lot of people take silver and then move to gold once they're in there for maybe a few weeks and they go, oh, I'm actually really enjoying this, right. you know, and they want to upgrade to gold. Um, and, and, and on the unfair point, you know, it actually came up again this morning um, in the Discord about what extra perks can we offer members, whether they're silver or gold and things like that. And that's an ongoing discussion and actually will be something that we discuss with the community. Yeah. What's fair because th th there's, 
you know, we were looking at things like discounts on merch when we eventually open a merch store, for example. We were saying like, well, the gold members get a 10% code every month or something. Do you know what I mean? You know, things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that could be an additional perk. But obviously we just, you know, in terms of those sorts of things, A, it impacts the club and it in, in, impacts the club's income. Therefore, the board and the community need to decide on that and debate about that before we make any decisions. Um, because I think the other thing to, to say here is that new fan as an entity makes no money. All subscription money goes to the club. Oh, okay. Right. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't take a thing. You know, this is it's there. It exists, but ultimately, subscription money should go to the club. That's it. Yeah. And any advertising money for the club goes to the club. And you know, annoyingly, George, if I was a more of a Paxman type interview, that would have been the first question I asked you. <laughs> Where's the money going, George? Where's the money going? <laughs> yeah. um, the, um, the hierarchy thing's really interesting as well, George, because I think any of us who've ever played for a, even a Sunday league team will know that there are always people who want to be more involved than others and who want to take more part in the decision process. So that's obviously something you have to be aware of. But one of the big decisions that your members, your community will be making, so as you say on your website, registration for new board members will close as soon as the existing members decide. What what happens if they decide to, to keep it open? And is there a, yeah. a, a natural is there a natural ceiling that you would sort of try and recommend that you would guide them to and say, yes. I think it's going to get unwieldy if we if we end up with five thousand members. This this came up. This this always comes up every every couple of months, to be honest, um, about capping members and things yeah. like that. Um, but obviously, we've got we've got guys in there who do finances and forecasting and stuff like that, and they look at our current costs and then they look at our costs for next season should we get into a pyramid or you know those sorts of things about how our costs are going to increase as we move up the leagues right so if the target is four promotions in five seasons which is something that's you know finger in the air but wouldn't it be amazing if we were able to do it with this model Mm. Um, and with the income that we're currently that we've currently got we think is potentially achievable you know if we we make the right decisions as as a community um so the, the whole debate around, you know, registration closing is when the community decides. Ultimately, yes, the community will decide if they want to do that. Um, but one of the things that keeps getting brought up and, and seems to win all of the little mini debates when this happens is our costs are only going to go up. And if if our subscriber income stays at the level it is at the moment as a, as a percentage of the mix, as it were, um, we're going to need more subscribers. And, and that that is sort of the open-ended conversation that happens there. Um, like I said, we as founders, we're not going to sway that either way. We'll, we'll put our opinions in, you know, as as and when it, it is needed for, for the debates and stuff. But it is really down to the community. If they decide, no, we're going to cap it at 3,000, then that, that's what happens. But like we said, the general consensus every time this debate does come up is that well that doesn't make sense because if we keep getting promoted or we keep moving up the pyramid as we want to we're going to need more income so yeah finally george um you mentioned the the four founders Uh, we've established you're a spurs fan despite being from croydon i will leave that i will leave that alone now i know you've got a cheltenham fan a liverpool fan and a man U fan uh most of the other three founders do you see a time in the near future when uh, you're not going to White Hart Lane 
and the other three are not going to Cheltenham, Liverpool, Man United anymore. You're only going to AFC crew games, home and away. Well, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh. So, obviously, I live up north, so I don't get to as many Tottenham games as I'd like to, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, the way that club's going, I don't really want to at the moment, so that's fine. Um, Liam is acting chairman. He's co-chairman of AFC crew, so he's there at every game anyway. Um, AFC crew, home and away. Uh, Jono is a Man United season ticket holder um, and he goes to probably 80% of the games, but he's actually local to crew, so right. he gets down whenever he can. Um, and Scott, yeah, he's uh, he's in uh, Chelmsford at the moment, so um, he gets to as many games as he can, but again, he's similar to me where a little bit of distance, so he tries to get there as much as possible. But yeah, in, in the next few years, absolutely. Um, well, you know, we've got some pretty exciting ground news coming up, obviously, that we, we haven't been able to announce publicly, but um, that's want, super, exci- super do you, exciting. Do you want to do that now? I suppose you've got to clear it. You'd have to clear it with the members <laughs> the, first, wouldn't you? I was going to say, yeah, the community know already, but I'm not sure I'm allowed to <laughs> say it publicly. But, um, you know, so, so that, that will definitely make um, match days a lot easier for travelling uh, fans and members. Well, Kieran um, spends a lot of his time in your neck of the woods, so I've got no doubt that he'll be along to see AFC crew. And as yeah. he's um, as he has a bit of a fetish for football shirts, uh, as indeed we both do, as soon as you start selling the merch, he will be the first one in the queue for an I AFC so. crew, for an AFC crew shirt. Um, George, it's been really, really interesting talking to you. Um, I, I, we wish you all the very best in the future, and hopefully, we'll get you back this time next year to tell us all how it's progressing, how successful you've been. Because it, it seems to me that it's a much more interesting fan model than we gave it credit for, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> in, in our discussion last week, which is one of the reasons we wanted to get you on. And it, it I mean, it, it's as, as open and democratic as it can possibly be. And also, do you know what, as Kieran says, it sounds fun. So we wish you the very best of luck in the future, George. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're, like I said, I mean, reach out to us whenever you want to have a chat we've got I think one of the things that we've we've actually said as a club was we're one of the things we haven't done yet as a club and as a project we haven't uh, got out into the press enough to talk to people about it but obviously one of the things is well we're sort of we're nobody right now you know so you know as as we progress hopefully we'll become somebody um get our name out there a bit more so that people know that we're legit rather than an offshoot of some of those previous fan ownership um, schemes. Well, we we pride ourselves at the price of football. And you're not nobody, George, but we pride ourselves at price of football for championing the nobodies as well as the the somebody. So uh, we will definitely be keeping an eye on you and we wish you, uh, as I say, every success in the future. Great. Thank you so much for having us on, guys. Kieran, I really enjoyed talking to George Actually, I, I think we were, I used the word flippant. I, I think we, it's not that we were flippant about Newfound last week, it's just we didn't know anything about it. Um, and I have to say, I was impressed, and I was particularly impressed by the fact that um, all the money goes to the club and not to Newfound, um, even though it's a question I should have asked myself rather than waiting for George to volunteer that information. Yes, um, healthy scepticism is is a good trait, I always say. Um, so uh, I think think 
it was good of George to come on the show and he answered all the questions and it, and it does seem an intriguing model and it's more than just you know, a football club on a Saturday. Uh, you know, they, they do have clearly with Discord and the links there an, an opportunity to debate issues and it's good that they can be held to account as well because that's always one thing that, that I'm worried about um, and it would be interesting to see how it develops over time. Yeah, I think they should, they should come up with a better name than Discord, really, shouldn't they? It doesn't. It, it kind of implies argument. I, I'm also, I was fascinated by the fact, and I didn't know this, because I, I did do some research, and it didn't actually make it plain on the website. It was the new fan existed before the clubs, and it was the fans who actually chose which club to go for. I found that interesting. It, it does seem, though, Kieran, as I hinted, you do rely on attracting a kind of responsible group of people who won't sulk or get the hump if if the decision goes against them, doesn't it? Rather than, as we almost inevitably know from being involved in all sorts of fans groups, you, it, it can get a bit messy, can't it? If, if somebody doesn't get the decision they want, they can throw toys out the pram. So you, you, you're sort of reliant on the grown-upness, if you like, of the people involved, aren't you? Yeah, I guess one of the things is that because it, it is a monthly fee, if people do start seeing their own arse, then they can vote with their feet and they, and they can stop yeah. their subscription. So, yeah, that a- accepting the, the views of other people is, is, is part of uh, a democratic organisation, part of a democratic current country. And uh, it, it's something which we've, which we've all had to deal with uh, to, to uh, a smaller and larger extent in a variety of ways in, in recent years. There's the beauty of the English language, Kieran. You can not only see your own arse, you can vote with your own feet. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone who's donated to the pod via our Patreon page. If you'd like to make a small monthly contribution to the pod, that would be very kind of you. And you can join our existing contributors by going to patreon.com slash priceoffootball. And if you have a question you'd like answered on the show, email us at questions at priceoffootball.com. Bye, everyone. Bye. The price of football. Bye, son, for the